0: The following message is from Temple Bible Church. For more information about the church and its ministries, visit www.templebiblechurch.org. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. What are all you people doing here? <laughs> My goodness, don't you know it's a holiday? Let me introduce myself. My name is Danny Cunningham. Many of you don't know me, and that's okay. And uh, hopefully the goal today is that you don't know me any better than you do now, but you know the love and the grace of the gift that is and was Jesus Christ, okay? So Christmas fell on a Sunday a few years ago. How many people remember that? How many people came here for a service that day? Oh my goodness, and I'm here, this is the whole reason why I'm here is just to apologize to you for showing up last Christmas on a Sunday. And, you know, we started talking about, we knew it was going to happen, we were having a staff meeting, we knew it was going to happen that Christmas was falling on a Sunday, and what do we do? And so we remember what happened last time, we didn't have it, and Gary ended up on channel 25. So we decided we're not letting let that happen again, right? And that's why we're here. Then you have the question, so... Yeah, I'm glad y'all understand. We love our brother Gary. Gary, hello, we're glad you're uh, with your family. We're here with ours. So we, uh, we're here. No, it's, a, it's only good. I think it's only good and right that the people of God, the people that God has called out to be his own, the, when Jesus cried out from the cross, when he came to be God in the incarnation through his birth, it's only good that we, the people of God, get together and worship him just like we've done the dance song. And before I take any further of your time, I want to just thank those who've led us in worship today. Wasn't that wonderful? I mean, I really thought, I really thought, uh, so, you know, who's going to preach? Uh, Gary had to go out of town. Who's going to preach? I said, well, I'll do it. You know, <laughs> give me a shot. There, what are there going to be 50 people here. Look at this. A, you know? <laughs> You have to make all those decisions, how many bulletins you print out, and here we are. And uh, this is, sure, you know, I'll do that. And, uh, well, you know, introduce myself. My name's Danny Cunningham. I'm 57 years old. I'm your, that is, uh, Temple Bible Church's executive pastor. I've been doing that for a number of years. Before that, I used to do something else that people don't like. I was an attorney. And uh, so all those hisses are appropriate for everyone else but me. No, the... uh, so I've really never had any problem, as, uh, as my family can tell you, standing up or sitting down or being upside down and giving you my opinion. And uh, so somehow God used that gift or that ability or that desire to uh, fashion that into an attorney. And as a practice law, I, was just, I went all over courthouses in the state of Texas and central Texas, and for some reason I was uh, given the task of trying many, many Lawsuits and uh, you know jury trials where you had to stand up. One of the first thing you said in front of a bunch of people was, "Good morning, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. My name is Danny Cunningham." And then what you really did was wait and see how long it took for him just to start nodding off like this. And so I hope that's not the case today. If you need a nap, go ahead and take it. It's uh, it's okay with me. I'm used to it. But you know my task is really kind of similar. So we, we talked about it's Christmas Day and. Uh, The folks, the guys that lead us in teaching are just so awesome around here. They meet and they plan. They actually plan. We know Christmas is coming. It's 25th of every year. And every year we have a plan, a teaching schedule that just kind of starts at the uh, Thanksgiving season. And we talk about the Christmas Sundays that we call them. And we try to have a theme. So what's our theme going to be about? Sometimes it's about giving. this, This year, the theme, if you've been here the last few Sundays, has been Advent advent we've never really kind of focused on that as a tradition in our church but this year we have it's been led by many of our families who've come up every sunday and they've lit a candle and they've talked about like a single word like hope and joy and peace and love each sunday and so our schedule and our teaching was around those little words that when they open up they become bigger than you can ever imagine words like hope and joy and love and peace and each sermon has been built on that and that's the purpose of advent if you go study it which I've never done until this year thank thankfully we've been led to do that you, you understand that it, what, what it's there for is to remind us to help us remember all the things the prophets said all the things that happened when Jesus came and maybe even the things that will happen when he comes again the past the present and the future of christmas christmas the advent of jesus christ advent's a latin word it means the coming the greek word is parousia it means the coming the coming of a king it's a, it's what what they call when a king comes into a town and the advent actually starts happening before he gets there people start celebrating before he gets to the town and that's the advent of a king and this is what it means you see and this is we're celebrating. So, peace, we've had that sermon. Joy, we've had that sermon. Hope, we've had that sermon. Okay, so, Danny, you get to preach on love. Oh. <laughs> and that, by the way, it's Christmas Day, so your topics are going to be Christmas and love. Oh, my. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, it sounds kind of easy to talk about those little words, right? But, you know, as you start really thinking about it, you know, those are probably, Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ, and love, love itself, are probably the most written about, the most, the most painted, the most lyrical poems, everything has been, since those words have been invented, it's artists and anyone and preachers and everybody they've been trying to tell us what they think those two things mean how do you do that you know and you got 30 minutes (laughs) that's kind of that's what happened in every jury trial i had it didn't matter what the topic was It didn't matter what the significance of the case was. I knew that for my client, if we went all the way to jury, it was the most important of their affairs. It was the most important thing, and they wanted me to handle it well. And at the end of a trial, what happens, you just kind of behind the scene, but what happens is the judge says, okay, now it's for closing arguments, and the plaintiff gets their side, and the defendant gets their side, and you have to divide up the time. And the point of the closing arguments is to talk about the big topics of the case. Here are all the facts, and then you've got to persuade these folks to decide in the way that you want them to decide that's closing arguments that's what you do now you guys all just took a class in law school so you can go try lawsuit. but here here's the deal you're you're doing that you're going great it didn't matter how if it was a four-day trial a a one-day trial and um, sometimes i've had four-week trials the judge is always saying how much time you need danny well (laughs) you know it's the most important thing in the world for my client judge i need all the time i can get so good you got 20 minutes So I'm a little experienced at that part, but I'm going to tell you right now, there is no way in the world I can do justice to the concept of Jesus Christ, His birth, His coming, His advent, and God's love. I struggled through that this week. I, I thought, well, you know, what we do is we find verses We start picking out verses, and you go, "This is it. That's it. That's the one. That's God's love." Here it is. and Then you start realizing, you know, our middle name is Bible Temple Bible Church. We better have a sermon based on the Bible. We'll get to that in a minute. I promise you. And uh, I started to realize, you know, you have to you, you have to read them all. It's a it's a huge story of love. From the beginning and to the very end, which hadn't even happened yet. It's a huge story. I can't pick out one. I just need to tell you, if you like these few verses we're going to talk about today, go read the whole story. It's better, see. From the beginning to the end is God's love. His explanation of what's really happening, whether you know it or not, whether it's even true to you or not, it's really true that God is your creator, he created you for a purpose, he loves you, and he wants to make things right. He's had a plan. And it doesn't matter whether you know what's going on or not, that's what's happening, you see. So go read the story, and you might find it has this great explanatory power on what's happening to you right now. What's happening in our world right now. So what I want to tell you is we're going to talk about Christmas and love. I'm going to do my best. And we're going to use some scripture. And then we're going to, I'm just going to invite us, hopefully, that the Spirit of God would direct our affections to Jesus. That we might see him for the first time, for who he really is. So we might reintroduce ourselves to him. Or maybe learn something new about Jesus Christ what I want to do is kind of use these two concepts to try to build these words of hope, I'm sorry, of love and Christ or love and Christmas around this repeated themes. And what you're going to hear me say is these two words are bigger than you can imagine. And you're going to hear me say they're part of a great story of God and it has meaning for you. They're bigger than you imagine. We're going to start off with a little church group exercise. And I want to just tell you that I've been blessed by this church. My family has been blessed by this church to have been able to go and travel and be in different places and i have received text messages on your behalf because we've been your ambassadors with others i've traveled with some of you great friends overseas and we've labored together and i want you to know somehow they found out i was going to be preaching and i don't know who told them but i'm gonna get them and i've gotten all these texts you know all these facebook messages a book of face and uh, they're just encouraging me. Danny, we're thinking about you. And I got one today from our church, or yesterday, uh, actually Chase passed along our church, our partners in Rwanda, Jean-Baptiste and Salathiel, this little small church in the Basay region of Rwanda, because you guys are who you are, because you pray and you are generous, because you're called out by God. Today, they are thinking of you, you see. They, today, this morning on Christmas Day, because it's Christmas, they're remembering you. Because of your great love. And today, Ukraine. Our dear friends, our brothers in Ukraine. Brothers and sisters. Family. So they have Christmas. They celebrate it a week later. It's in their culture. It's a little different. But they start now because we kind of Americanized them a little bit. I don't know if that's any good. But they celebrate in Christmas. And today, and this Sunday, and then next Sunday, they will celebrate Christmas. And they will remember you. Because you your great love and I've had the opportunity to preach many times and teach many times over there but never here they're used to hearing me talk and maybe they'll be watching on the live stream and I just wanted you to help me do what they do in their traditions everywhere we go you start off by saying and I have just now started by the way <laughs> you start by saying I bring you greetings and after I'm in Ukraine, I say, I bring you greetings from your brothers and sisters in Temple Bible Church. And they say, they, they just stand up and praise God. And they do the same thing in Rwanda. I bring you greetings from your brothers and sisters in Temple Bible Church. And I've always waited and wanted to have this moment. And I've done it before, when I've, but I want to tell you, they've always given me permission that wherever I go, whenever I have the opportunity to teach, to do this. So today, I bring you greetings <laughs> from your brothers and sisters in the churches in Rwanda and the Basay region. And I bring you greetings (laughs) from your brothers and sisters in Ukraine. They they love you so dearly. And I hope you're watching. You can hear the love of your your brothers. Folks, this thing's bigger than you think, you see. It goes beyond what happened this morning in our living rooms or last night. It goes beyond, although that is important. It starts there. It starts with a heart that is changed and affected by the love of Jesus Christ. It has personal meaning. But it's bigger than you think. It's always been bigger. As we sit here today, the world rejoices. The world rejoices, and we are part of it. The choir of God, Christmas. You see, you've got to know the story to understand how big these words are. These stories, see, it's only proper that we get together and we do this as the people of God. Because that's what the people of God do. I don't know if I'm controlling. I've lost control. <laughs> Pray for me. So, uh, Scripture. If you don't know the story that you're living in, you might not know the role you're supposed to play. Does that make any sense? I mean... If you were called to be in a, in a big play or an event, you kind of want the script, you know? You want to know the backstory, you know how you fit in, why you're even in it, what's your role, what's your part? And see, this is, this is only fitting that the people of God that have called out to be his people, those that follow Jesus Christ, would set aside a day to remember The day he came to the world. Because that's what the people of God do. That's what they've always done. You see, in Jesus' time, the people of God would mark their days and their calendars. Really, just by the seasons that were to come. This season, that season, this season of festival. Passover. Hanukkah. And each time they would do this, the reason why they remember it is so they would retell the story accurately. They wouldn't forget what had happened, what God had done, and why he was doing it why he was doing it. So we set aside just naturally. There's no scripture that says, you shall set aside a day to commemorate the birth of Jesus Christ. But we do it. We do it naturally because that's what the people of God do. And we do it so we'll remember. You see, we have to bring these things back. You know what? If you don't do it, you're going to end up kind of having a storybook Jesus. You'll build him up on your own. You'll have an image of Jesus that isn't propped up by the truth of who he is and who he really was and why he came. You'll make what we just heard as a good example. You might come away with with, what this this preacher called a -a Build-A-Bear Jesus, you know? You'll make one just like you want him. You might make one... And he would never have been in a manger. He's not that kind of you. You might make one and he won't have a single scar on him. And then you've made a mistake, you see. So that's why you've got to tell the story, the whole story. i tell you enough why you have to tell the whole story. So that you know when God is acting again. It's, it's kind of fashionable today is we can say well God's doing this God's doing that so how do you know well if it fits in the story if it looks and seems like God is acting in the world again I promise you you will know it you know how they knew it back in the day of Jesus angels angels they came and set. Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared the angel, with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, you can say it, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. Well, it looks like God's doing something there, right? That seems how, that looks like how God acts. You know, that's from God. When, when, the, when the sky parts, if you're sitting in a field, and the sky parts, and angels, angelic hosts, come and start saying, Hey, don't be afraid. Something's about to happen. And if that's not enough, look at the words he uses, you see. You know, you're going to find a baby. Today, a child is born, and you're going to find him in the city of David. Nowhere else. Not, not some, you're not going to find him in China. You're not going to find him anywhere else. You're going to find him in the city of David, you see. And this is who he's going to be. See, when they heard that, they knew their story. Every Jewish person in the world at the time who was a serious godfather, knew, they heard words like, "Today, "baby," in the city of David." And if they knew the whole story, because they knew the whole story, they would go. They all went over here. they go, "Oh, Isaiah, where is where's all this talk about babies and saviors and God?" I mean, they knew. And it's because they knew, they knew it wasn't just another hoax. Another insignificant event. They knew God was acting because they knew the story of God. Because they had been told by Isaiah. Now, Isaiah chapter 9 is a very popular verse for us. We know it because we say it almost every Christmas. Handel's Messiah memorializes it. And it's a beautiful song. For unto us, (laughs) a child will be born, a son will be given to us. That's one sentence. For unto us, a child will be born, a son will be given. It's just a simple sentence. When they heard the angels say, they go, oh, (laughs) wait. What does that mean? Go back to Isaiah. You have to let it do its full work. It says, listen, and that child's not just a normal child. The government... That is plural, the governments will rest on his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of his peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with the justice and righteousness from then and forevermore. And that last sentence, and look, look at why he's doing it. It's because of the zeal of the Lord of Hosts. Who will accomplish it? I love that word, zeal, passionate, dogged. I mean, it's a Hebrew word that they go, and it's because of God's great love that He's doing that. See, that's why the sermon is (laughs) titled "Love: God's Gift." the world see it's because of his love he's giving us a son now this sounds weird you know surely a child is born we hear this a child is born and a son is given now we can take that in a very personal context we can talk about mary to mary a child is born and she will be given a son but we're making a mistake if we do that you see it's bigger than that yes a child is born but what does it mean that a son is given a gift of a son and this is where Christmas and love come together. See, it's not Mary's son. I'm gonna digress personally. Right here in the row, right here, is my daughter, Sarah. She's gonna be embarrassed, but she embarrassed me this morning by keeping a surprise from me. And any moment, any moment, little Parker might be born. It could happen right here. So y'all just pray. <laughs> It happened. We have been anxiously expecting and waiting for Parker. (laughs) A son is given to Sarah and Joshua. God hadn't made any mistake. A child will be born, a son will be given to them, but this is not what happened in Jesus, you see. God gave his son. That's Christmas, God with us, Jesus being born in the city of David and in Bethlehem. And you need to know the whole story, why it's important, because at the time it was a dark time for Israel. The government wasn't working very good. It certainly wasn't for them or with them. It was oppressing them because they were the people of God. At the time, Isaiah said it, the same thing was true. And God had made a promise all the way back in Genesis, if you want to know the truth. All the way back in Genesis, after the fall, after the devil had his victory over mankind, the plan was, he said to the devil, listen, her offspring is going to crush your head. (laughs) See, there's a story you're living in. Just like Israel, just like Israel in both of these times. It's still dark, right? You've got to read the news. There's darkness. There's darkness. Our our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, my goodness, eastern Ukraine, conflict, death. Is my son going to be called up? Is is my son going to be given? See? And the answer in God's plan has always been a baby. Born of a woman. And the mystery of Christmas is that it was God's born of a woman. The incarnation of the divine and human form as a gift. He gave it to us. See, that's Christmas. See, I've done my best. There's more to it. Guys, if you go read more about the rest of the story, Christmas is bigger than just that. But God is with us. God came God is with us and he is coming again (laughs) that's the advent of Christmas so what about love and giving oh I didn't stop my watch I'll keep going (laughs) you see it all comes together these are the verses we know, right? You could have said this. Now, we've been lighting the Advent candle, and what happens with these represent is that middle coat the candle is Jesus, and the others are hope, joy, peace, and love. And the greatest of these are all summed up in Jesus Christ. And so if you start thinking about, okay, well, how do you get love, Danny? You've got to talk about Advent of love. The Advent of love. The coming of love. The appearing of love in Jesus Christ. And it's not, it just doesn't stop, you see. It's a gift. So, love as a gift. If you think of love in that term, and as we know Scripture from front to back, as we go to our favorite verses, and here's one of mine, and I hope it's one of yours, we see that God so loved, he gave. A son is given. He's given him. Oh, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Nice little present under the tree. So what we find out that love gives, love gives always, love gives all, everything, everything. It doesn't hold back. It's a bigger word, you see. This is where I was really, really hurt this week, prepared for this personally. I'll have to confess, I'm not good at doing that. No matter what I do, I always keep a piece back for myself. I always protect myself. Maybe I don't extend as far, but I always... See, Parker's coming, right? I can't wait. <laughs> I gave everybody nine months notice when I found out Sarah was pregnant. Boom, I'm gone. Y'all see y'all later. We're gone. Now, if you said, now give me... If you said, Danny, hey, give me your grandson, i say no. I love you. But I didn't do that. I'm not going to do it. And God gave his son. If you said, Danny, you know, I met your son David. <laughs> he came to visit us. He flies off an airplane. He says, hey, you know, David, when he seems like a good guy, why don't you give him to us? I said, no, no, no. I love you, but I'm not doing that. See, this is the power of the meaning of the word, love, it gives. It doesn't just give something, it gives everything, it gives all. Love is giving, it gives all, it always gives. And it came into the world. And just the fact that Jesus came, what he had to give up to do that. According to Philippians, he gave up everything. He emptied himself of all that he was to be by his father's side to come be with us because of his great love for us. When have I ever done anything like that? Would I ever do anything like that? Is it even possible for me, for you, for us as a people of God to do anything like that? That's the meaning of Christmas. That's the love. It came in. But see, that's it. See, we had these gifts. You guys open gifts. We love doing it. And it's funny. This year, it seems that it was a repeated theme because you always want to get what you want. You know, you always want to make sure they like the gift. And so, and, and so sometimes this year, it seemed like it was repeated. We always said, we kept the receipts. You know? If you don't like it, take it back. This isn't that kind of gift. See, Christmas is not that kind of giving. Our gifts were given out of love. We tried our best. But, you know, really, if it's not sufficient, please, we want you to have what you want. Because we can't give like God. We, do, we want to, but we can't. We desire to, we can't. And then there's that gift. You know, you open, there's a box, and you open up, and you pull out the present. You go, that's awesome. It's great. It's what I wanted. I kind of needed one of these, and it's great. And then the person that gives it to you, wait. You know, you throw the box away. You ever done that? You throw the box away, and the person that gave it to you said, hey, wait. You go, what? I got the gift. There's more in there. You ever had that happen? There's more in there. What do you mean? There's, this is what I want. This is all I needed. It makes me feel really good. No, it's, there's more in that box, you see. There's more in that gift. See, people, you know, this idea about... Putting Christmas in a box and explaining it on a coffee cup or on a Facebook message in one silly word, it doesn't work. It's like putting him in a box. You know, you know there's a, I heard this the other day. They tried putting Jesus in a box and it didn't work, you know. So I don't suggest you do it either. Keep that box. Dig into it, man. The love that is intended for you is bigger than you can imagine. Christmas and love are bigger than you imagine. And they're in the story of God, the true story of God. And I'm not just going to ask you, where are you in that? Do you know this, that God so loved the world he gave his only son? See, it's totally impossible. Think about the fact that we just gave a greeting to people in Ukraine and Rwanda, people you don't even know. And the only reason why you did is you're their brother. <laughs> You're their sister. That's not even possible if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. You can't imagine what just happened. You just we just touched in and we said hello to brothers and sisters, and the only reason is the miracle of Advent. Jesus Christ. Another little gift out of the box, you see. For God so loved the world. Some of you haven't opened that gift yet, by the way. I know that. You're here on Christmas Day with all those religious fanatics. <laughs> but we're here, you know, we're here, we're here celebrating. But I'm telling you about a gift that you might have seen it, you know. Someone I even offered it to you before. You've heard this before. And it's there. It's, you know what? Because you didn't want it, it's still there. That's the present sense of Advent. It's still offered today. The birth of Jesus Christ. It's yours. A church put a, a church actually in Scotland put something out on the sign, and it was like you know the labels for the gift. You know how do you know the gifts for you? Well, it's labeled. I'm going to tell you guys and gals if you haven't accepted, there's a gift. It's labeled for you, and if it's been offered to you before, Jesus has changed the label on it. It says, "This might not mean much to you, but it cost me everything." See, that's the value of the gift. That's what love is. It gives all, everything. Sometimes we get gifts. We go, I don't really need that. I don't really want that. It's not what I expected. (laughs) Let me just tell you, that box has a lot in it you don't know about. And it's there for you. It's there for you taking. Open up the gift of Jesus Christ. It's a true story. It explains (laughs) What's going on? And explains God's plan. And what about those of us who already have opened the gift? The, the box is still big, right? I'm 57 years old. I'm still digging in. I'm not going to give up. I believe that Jesus keeps giving and giving and giving and giving. I can't wait to see what he's going to do next. <laughs> Babies. I can't wait. I want to know what he's going to do next. I want to know, you see. Well, to know that, you've got to read the story. The whole story. See, to know what I'm supposed to do, how am I supposed to respond to God loving me like this? What do you do? You know, you go shopping for gifts. Say, you know, Bobby, I've got you a gift. You know, I love Bobby. I love, I've been, we've been serving together a long time. And I love Bobby and I think he might like this. And I probably, you know what? And I love Bobby and he can take this because I know this. You know what? I'm not going to spend that much time on it. I'm sorry, brother. I'm just going to do that. Now, because, and you'll see where I'm going. But now if I go to Sarah and Josh, I'm going to, hey, wait a second. I go to Sandy. Oh, man. now what do you do? I mean, this woman forgives me day in and day out. She has to wake up with me. She knows me. What do you buy? Someone that loves me that way. And it's, I love giving gifts, but man, I want it to be the perfect one. See, Jesus' birth was the beginning of a gift that ended up like this. Do you see what love looks like? Those of you who follow Jesus Christ, do you know the scriptures? Do you see what love looks like? It looks like this. Crying forgiveness to you. And it keeps giving. Every day. You want to know what love looks like? Know the story. It's not just the birth. Look how he healed. Look how he raised the dead. Look and see how he touched the sinners. How he embraced the fallen world and loved it. Look and see how he loved. Now, what do you give a guy like that? I might be able to find... (laughs) an okay gift for my wife (laughs) but what do you give Jesus I mean that's we just sing songs you worship you do you give him your worship you do that you give me worship I mean but even then we're kind of like that guy with the drum I don't have any gifts but I'll sing you know I'll play my drum for you that's what I got I'll give that to you how do you respond to the great love of God and luckily he tells us in his word, in his story. The story we live in, he tells us. "Is listen, this is what love is. This God loves the world. He gave his only son. That's John 3.16. Anybody know what John, 1 John 3.16 says? Let me see if we go to it. It's up there? Good. It's really weird that that verse is 1 John 3.16. And this is how we know what love is. And by this we know love, that he laid down his life. Uh Uh-oh. Well, it says something else, right? See, Jesus already knows the gift he wants from you. (laughs) The thing I said I couldn't do, I can now do because Christ lives in me. So we have a great commission. We've heard it before. We always go to Matthew for it, but what about this great commission? We have a tough one. This is smaller, right? It says this. Okay, Christ followers, here's the deal. You want to give to Jesus? He says, just as the Father sent me, now you. I don't want to get all technical because I'm really bad at grammar, but that's that's an assimile. (laughs) As Jesus, with you, for you. Y'all know the story of Jesus. As Jesus, so you. Give your life. Oh. You know, see, without Christ, without Christmas, without the Advent, it's totally impossible. Then you read the story, you go to Galatians, you go to the fruit of the Spirit. What's the first first fruit of the Spirit? Love. That little small word. Oh, it's not so small. The fruit of the Spirit, because you follow Christ, is now in you. You were not capable. Now you are. You can love like this. Christmas is really just the beginning of a great gift. You've got to know the story because if you don't know the story of love, you won't recognize him when he comes back because it says in his scriptures, you'll know him by his wounds. You'll know him because he gave to you. It won't be a mystery to you. That's why you need to know the scripture. It comes alive as God acts into the world. Hmm. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it. Because my mom's here. I I had a really cool little closing, but let me just tell you, it just changed. I walked into the back of the the church today. I'm getting ready to preach. And I look up and say, there's my brother. What's my brother doing here? I, didn't, I thought he, you know, the, I knew he was somewhere else, right? And based on all kinds of communication and certain trickery by my daughter. <laughs> and uh, my brother's here. And then I saw my brother's wife, Anita. Oh, man, we love them. And uh, it's kind of an illustration of what I've just been teaching about, you know. I didn't expect that. I had no idea. Oh, man, what a gift, you know? Hadn't seen it. I mean, and then the, and Anita kept saying to me, she didn't even know. She goes, wait, that's not all. You wait. I was like, to get ready. She said, no, wait, that's not all. Like that gift under the tree. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Okay, I wait. And then my mom walks out of the bathroom. <laughs> so I said, oh, my gosh, my mom? No way. She's not here, but she's here. You see, y'all catch, catch the meaning? Oh. See, I live in a story. I live in a story that started with my mom and dad, you know, and even before that, and, and uh, it's, a, it's a great story. I wish I could tell it all to you. My mom was orphaned when she was in fifth grade, and look at her, she's awesome. <laughs> you know, here's the deal, and I, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say it because some of you might have heard. As I've been walking around, friends and family have saying to me, today, of all days, they've been saying, happy birthday Danny You know, I, don't really, I don't want to display that down so this is my 57th Christmas precisely <laughs> I ruined a Christmas for my mom 57 years ago <laughs> I me mean, was right in the middle of dinner you know I, think, I actually believe there was a picture we're all there and then there's another picture and she's gone you know And I'm just going, I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry we're running Christmas. I've been meaning to tell you that. (laughs) Oh, but man, I'd be born on Christmas. Isn't that terrible? That's terrible. So I really want to thank you all for coming to my party. (laughs) Uh, Wait a second. If that's what you take home, you've missed it. Forget that. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your great love and how you displayed it in your son as he came as a baby, just like you said he would in a time of darkness. And now in our time of darkness, we wait with hope. We wait with joy. We wait with the peace of knowing that you are our God and you love us and you give and you have given and you gave and you will give everything to your beloved In Christ Jesus' name, amen.